how would you like to get $200 worth of online course for free right now? Like within a few hours. If it sounds interesting to you, listen up. If it doesn't sound interesting, uh, okay, go ahead and skip through. But I'm trying to give you $200 worth of online course for free here. My course, How to Raise Capital from Scratch. The Fast Track edition is $200. The full edition is $360 as of today, as of this recording. Um, there's a difference. If you go to the sites, you can see what the difference is. The Fast Track version is for a limited time, so it does matter when you hear this. It may not be available if you listen to this later, but give it a try uh, or get in touch and find out if it's still available. This is how you do it. Put a pencil, pay a uh, pen, or type this out. Really easy. Go to itsaboutdamntime.com. That's my website for my book, It's About Damn Time. Go to that website. Click on any of the ways to purchase the book and purchase a copy of the book. It can be a hard copy, an ebook, or an audio. Even if you've already purchased one, this is a new thing, right? Purchase the book. Be sure to capture the receipt or the page that says, with the date showing, that you've just purchased it. Send that screenshot to me, or that receipt to me, at crowd at backstagecapital.com. And I will return an email to you within a few hours that will give you access to the course for free. I'll give you a little code. You can use it one time. Now, uh, if you've already ordered it, you've already, you know, you already have it, you might be saying, why would I do that? Well, it's $200 of a free how to raise capital from scratch course that thousands, about 4,000 plus people are using, are on right now. They're looking at all of the lectures and the modules right now. You can go ch- you preview it at Arlen was here dot com slash courses with an S Arlen was here dot teachable dot com slash courses with an S. If you look at that, look at the $200 fast track version that pops up, click on that, have a look. That's your preview. Um, and then you decide, Hey, do I want to spend $13 on the audio and get $200 worth? Do I want to spend $27 on the on the ebook or find a sale uh, or the hard copy and gift it to somebody and take that receipt and either for myself or for that other person, gift a $200 course? Hey, if it were me, let me just, if it were me, this ish right here, <laughs> if it were me, um, I would be like, yes, of course. Of course, I'll do that. So um, it's limited time. The date has to be after August 16th, 2020. It is not August 16th today. It is It is August, I don't know, 20th, 21st. I don't even know anymore. Who knows dates anymore? But the point of it is that snapshot has to be after that. So I just spent four minutes telling you how to get $200 worth of really helpful intentional, well-thought-out product for free. I hope you take me up on it. Join the others who have. I'll see you soon.
it's Arlen again. Is it never not going to be Arlen? That's the question. Okay. The newest interview. Ah. <laughs> Man, I don't know how much fun I, one person can have working on a project, but um, I'm, I'm reaching that with, with, uh, with this podcast. I'm just, I don't know. It's always been fun. It's always been exciting to me. And, you know, sometimes when you start a project and you don't know exactly how it's going to play out, it can become sort of burdensome or it can be different than what you thought or, I don't know, I'm just really delighted that it's been this fun. Okay, so this episode, DJ from Soul Popped Popcorn. I met DJ at South by Southwest in 2000 and they're telling me 17 17 or 18, I, I don't remember, maybe it's 17, yeah, I think it's 17, and I say they, I mean DJ, because she's, she tells me in the interview, um, but that just means that life is going by so fast and too fast, so that's why I'm having a hard time believing that, that's been so long, because uh, Backstage sponsored an event called Pitch Black, great event that was put on locally uh, in Austin, that just had the cream of the crop <laughs> when it came to founders. It was just so, so good and, and hard to choose a winner, quote-unquote. Uh, but we did add to our portfolio that day. And and DJ was one of the founders. And uh, it's what it sounds like, soul food-inspired popcorn. DJ's story is so cool. And so relatable. And I think many, many, many people are going to get something out of this. I'm also quite quite uh, excited to have you listen in on something that has never happened on the podcast before. Um, to my knowledge, to my memory. And uh, you have to listen to see what I'm talking about. It's the first time for this podcast. It's quite dramatic. <laughs> and I want you to listen in. So you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I will, um, I don't know, my voice got a little weird just then, but we're going to roll with it. I don't like to take too many takes here. I would like to just let you get right into the interview. I, um, I appreciate you, as always. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, your first million, I'm Arlen, and I welcome you. And if you enjoy this episode, I promise you, you will like many, many, many others from the archives, and they are all available to you where you found this one. If you are returning to the podcast, if you're someone who listens to every single episode, if you're someone who catches up every once in a while, I, I'm thrilled to have you here. Uh, you, you, you lift up my days, and, and uh, hearing from you is a pure joy. Arlen was here on Instagram and Twitter. I've now joined Clubhouse. And I'm going to I'm going to blame Latavia. Um she knows who she is. <laughs> so so many people have been like, "Oh, get on Clubhouse. Here's a here's a link. Get on Clubhouse." And they've been nominating me to be on and then Lisa Frame was the most recent to do so. And then Latavia came in, came through and she said, "You know, you got to do it for this reason, this reason and that reason." And I thought, "Okay. Somebody's giving me actual reasons instead of just, uh, you know, their opinion of that I should be on. So I'm joined. Uh, you might see me or hear me around. Uh, 
same. Arlen was here on Clubhouse as well. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Enjoy this episode. My name is DJ Lozada. I'm the founder of Soul Pop Gourmet Popcorn in Austin, Texas. Wonderful. Wonderful. And where do we, we first met in person in North Carolina, right? No. That wasn't the first time we met in person? No. We met we in person met, at South By. We met at South By. That's right. That's right. I couldn't get the dates together in my head. Well, you meet a lot of people. I'll forgive you for that. <laughs> But we, but but when did we first start talking? Is that was it in person or did we talk before that? You pulled me aside after the pitch. That was the first time I'd ever pitched. That's right. That's right. You gave me some very good advice, and you told me you wanted to stay in touch. And I one of the things I admire about you the most is that you don't say things you don't mean, and when you say it, you mean it. Yeah. So I just always appreciated that about you. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that we were, so it was, what, 2017. Look, <laughs> you're helping me. 2017, we did a pitch, we, we, helped, we sponsored a pitch competition. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and it was, it was, if I remember correctly, it was 10 Black women. It was. It was called Pitch Black at South by Southwest. And if I remember correctly, which I know I do at this point, is that, that it was so difficult to choose a winner because everybody was on point. It was so good. And I just, I was a judge with a few others and we were just like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> and then we had, and then backstage was actually investing money. So we were like, what are we supposed to do? And so I actually went up after the woman who invented the swab yep. to test newborns for pneumonia. Yeah, that she ended up winning. No, no, Pneo. not Pneo. Yeah. She yep. And I remember saying, if, if I had won over her, I would have just gave her the 10,000. <laughs> yeah, she, she, there's something very special about what she was working on. Something mm -hmm. special about what you all are working on. And so Soul Popped Popcorn, let's get right into it. Okay. What is Soul Popped Popcorn for anybody who has never heard of it yet? Because by the time y'all finish this episode, you're going to be online ordering, <laughs> mouth-watering. What is Soul Popped? Soul Pop is the world's first and only soul food-inspired all-natural popcorn company. Man, and where did you originally get the idea for something like that? Well, you know, it was God-given. It really was. Um, I had just gone through an eight-year illness, Arlen and it was almost nine years and no one could diagnose what was wrong. And so I went from being a well-paid executive, state executive, to jobless, a single mom with raising my two kids and a niece, taking care of my father. And I, was, I had blown through everything to pay for my medical bills. I was in the hospital on average, two times a month for four or five days at a time. Mm. No diagnosis, so I couldn't get FMLA, I couldn't get disability. So I just drained everything. And I started Soul Pop when I had my last $53 in the bank account. Well, first I wanna, wanna know, did they ever figure out what it was? They did, they did. I, had, I finally met a specialist in uh, 2014 and I underwent a, a four-hour surgery, and after it was over, he said, 
you will never have to feel that pain again. And wow. I, that's so wonderful that that happened. And I hate that it had took so long, but I'm so grateful that that happened. Some people go their whole lives, not figuring it out. That's wonderful. And then, so how did you start it? $53. We've all been there. Some of us have been there. <laughs> um, we've been there. I know I started backstage with 12 in the bank dollars, not racks. Uh, how did, <laughs> how do you, how, first of all, how do you think of it? And then second of all, how do you even get started? Cause most people want to know what was that first part about? You know, you have to use what you have to get what you need. And that's what you reminded me of in your book. It's about dance money. Just everything resonated with me because when I was down to my last $53, all I had was God, my faith and my ingenuity. And so I started thinking, what do I have that I can use to make money with this $53? And I needed 20 of it for gas. Yep. <laughs> so I used $20 for a popcorn seed. I've always loved popcorn. I've always been told that I made really good popcorn. And people would always say, you should sell it. You should sell it. And I would say, no, no, no. I just do it as a love offering. And, you know, I had to get to the point where I was so broke, so broke down that I recognized that I had a gift for, for really, you know, making really good popcorn. And so when I went into my kitchen and I made my first batch of Soul Pop, I knew that I couldn't do what everybody else was doing because what's the point in that? So soul food is authentic to me. It's something that I felt had not been truly represented well in the food space. I knew that I could do it. And I made fried chicken popcorn just using the ingredients out of my cupboard. Got it right on the first try. You can't have fried chicken without macaroni, not if you're a self-respecting Southerner. So then I made <laughs> macaroni and cheese. And then after that, I said, okay, got to have a dessert popcorn. So I did banana pudding. And it just grew and grew and grew. And, I, and there you go. Okay. You say you had previously been making popcorn and you thought of it as a love offering a gift was that just one day you went into the kitchen and you said hmm you know instead of some salt or some uh hot sauce i'm going to put something else to this popcorn what had you been making in the past popcorn wise well my older son has asperger's and so he has texture issues yeah for those of the listeners who may not know what Asperger's is, it's a high, it's a form of high functioning autism. And so I would always use popcorn and flavor it to get him to try new foods to see what he might like before mm -hmm. I introduced the actual food. So Arlen, I really didn't know that I was doing, I thought every mother did knew how to do that because mm -hmm. it was something that I just always done for him. He would always eat popcorn. Yeah, so if I yeah. wanted to introduce a cheeseburger, I could make cheeseburger popcorn. Yes, understood. And I just didn't realize that I was, I was becoming a flavorist. I didn't know that. Right, right. And so you didn't have any, you didn't go to any sort of like chefing school or any sort of uh, uh, thing like that where, where it came from, right? It was just ingenuity, as you said. I earned my, I earned my cooking credits in the kitchen of an amazing uh black woman who could throw down yep. and so i feel like i just got it honest from her my grandmother yeah she rest in peace it would be so fascinating to see you 
Uh, and that's a, that, that one side note. That's for Chacho, the fascinating. He said that that's a that's overused that word, but <laughs> for my friend Chacho. Hi, Chacho. <laughs> well, it is, but it would be fascinating to me to see you on a on a cooking show, on a cooking sort of something, some sort of adventure or some sort of com- competition, just just for a moment, you know, just to see that. Okay, so you're in your kitchen. You have you have less than fifty three dollars now because you used it for gas. You used twenty six dollars. You used twenty six dollars for the first ingredients. You put together three different flavors. Was there anybody testing for you? Yes. I actually went outside and there were neighborhood kids playing and I called them over and I said, try this. And I said, tell me what it tastes like. And they were like, they got it like, oh, wow, fried chicken. Mm. And so I literally, I was manic. Um, I went on a tear and I made about 12 flavors just over the course of a couple of days. And when would that have been? What year? That was in 2016. Mm, okay. 2016. And I met you just a few months later, yeah. uh, less than a year yeah. later. Wow. And by the time I met you, you had packaging. You had oh. several other flavors. Let me tell you, I started selling Soul Pop because I needed money. I sold it out of the back of my car. And in two days, I had made enough money to go buy a small popcorn machine, which I still own. I went to Sam's Club and I bought a $200 popcorn machine. That's Costco for you, for you, uh, uh, West Coasters. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind that you'd have in a home movie theater. Yes, I want one, one of that's those. in the corner. You know, yeah, I just I just mentioned that the other day. I want I want one of those. Okay, cost $199, and that was my first popcorn machine. And I went to the farmers market and I wanted to make sure it was the biggest one in Austin. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they had no black vendors. No black vendors at all. They had absolutely no black vendors. And I said, I want to vend at the farmer's market. And they said, we have a waiting list of 300 vendors that want to get into this market. And I said, are any of them black? Oh, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> they told me and I'm allowed so- to and, and I mean, I love them. They're wonderful people, but sometimes you have to point things out because it may not be obvious. Did they get and it? So I, I was in the next day. Okay. And so how I did that go? How did, the, how did the farmer's market go? I was one of their top sellers from the start. And not only that, I made sure, and I told them, and they were agreeable to it. I said, once you let me in, it's going to be my mission to get as many other Black-led food businesses in here as well. Mm. And today, there's like eight of them, and I put seven of them there. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. Thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for leaving the door open. Thank you for leaving the elevator, taking the elevator back down, all of that. Because that's, that's, that's more impactful than anything at the end of the day. That's really beautiful. And so you, you saw that it was working because you wanted to, you didn't want to like go all out until it was working. And also you needed kind of that, that, that operating capital to keep it going. So then what, was, what were your aspirations then? And what, what made you say, okay, now I'm going to get packaging. I'm going to put this online. It's going to go national. My soul poppers. I call my customers soul poppers. Okay. And they are enthusiastic, loyal brand ambassadors. And they were telling me from the start what they liked, what they didn't like, what they wanted of the brand. And, of the, you know, and so... 
my company was financed from receipts because I had no money to put into it. Mm. And then here's a funny story, Arlen, that involves you. Okay. You told me when I met you and I pitched, you, you pulled me aside because you gave me an honorable mention. Right. You said, I wanted to fund you. And there's one reason why I didn't. You said, because you don't have a team, you're doing it all by yourself. Mm. And I said, Arlen, I can't, I have to do it all by myself. I don't have any funds to grow beyond just me doing all the work. And you said, if you want it bad, you said, what are you willing to give up to get what you need? Mm -hmm. And I came and saw you in 2018. I and I, I, I specifically, I'm from North Carolina, but I live, you know, I live in Texas. So when I heard you were speaking at Black Wall Street, I bought the ticket right away and I flew there and I wanted you to know that I had sold my house mm. to fund my packaging and my first production facility. I remember you telling me that uh, we were still on the stage because I had just spoken and closed it out. Everybody came on stage to start talking. I remember you came up to me and you said that. And I remember filming a little bit of it to show other people. And I was at once so... I was so concerned and so excited. <laughs> you know I what I remember mean? the look on your face. Arlen. I was just like, because, well, first of all, there are a lot of people who I interact with because of the work that I do. And some, not all of them, as I've gotten to know you, right? Not all of them are, uh, how do I put this? Um, are as grounded as you are. And so they may, they may go off on a real tangent and it's just like, oh, whoa you know and i do have some sort of you know influence on people and so i got i was just concerned like i want to make sure that was the right thing but at the same time in the same moment i promise you i was like you know you got yourself here i saw you there you did this i mean everybody's there for you know you're grown <laughs> and you were going for it and i just thought man you you put in work and you 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 said that you had a, a facility and you were this and that and i just couldn't I, it's not that I couldn't believe it because I could believe it. It was just, I was just so proud and excited about it. And so what were the, what was the, what were the metrics like 2018 and what are they today? In 20, well, I went through, I went through a food accelerator program, a CPG. Right. And that really helped give me the education that I needed to at least move from unconscious ignorance into conscious ignorance. Yes. And by that, I mean, I at least knew what questions I needed to start asking in order to grow. Because when I got into food, that was my first time ever being in food as a business. Even though I've always been a serial entrepreneur, I'd never done anything in food. And so once that happened, I started getting exposure. I pitched on national TV and won to mm -hmm. Sam's Club. Mm -hmm. I won a contract with Sam's Club. In Ireland, people would say, well, what are you going to do if you win? And I go, oh, I'm not going to win. I'm not even a year yeah. old. I'm not going to win. And then I won. Did you, were you in Sam's Clubs? No, I decided it was two reasons why I didn't take that contract at the time. Uh, because again, I was, I was brand new and I just didn't know any better. They had packaging requirements. It would have cost me about $75,000 just to get started in Sam's Club. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a co-packer. Yeah, yeah. And so to do the packaging requirements that they wanted, because of course they wanted the, the club bag. And they love my packaging. And I pitched on MSNBC, mm -hmm. Your Money with J.J. Ramberg, 
and they they chose me. Yeah. And I was like, it's like a dog chasing a car. What are you gonna do when you actually catch the car? <laughs> I caught the car, Arlen. Yeah. I mean, it's so. I think it's a wonderful story that you started out by getting a Sam's Club item to pop your first batch of popcorn, your first, you know, yep. uh, retail batch. And then you won in a, <laughs> a year later, you're winning an award to be in Sam's. So do you feel, so you didn't take that, but that, that was some sort of like conf, reconfirmation. It was. it was, it really was. And, and since then, you know, I figured out very early that I would have to do things a non-traditional way. I'm a non-traditional person by nature. Mm-hmm. You know, the way, I, the way I see things, I see angles that sometimes I just feel like, does anybody else see that but me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, uh, so I knew that pitching Soul Pop was going to be difficult because there was less than 1% African-American representation in food manufacturing. I called the U.S. Department of Commerce and they, they got back and I asked them, how many black food manufacturers are there or suppliers, suppliers in the United States? And they came back two weeks later and said, we can't give you the answer because the number is so small, we don't measure it. And I found that wholly unacceptable. Yeah. And so at that time, I became an evangelist for getting more attention on food. And I would tell, and I told you this when I pitched to you, I said, everybody, some people use tech. Tech is very important and some people use it, but everybody eats. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like enough investors were paying attention to blacks and CPG in the mm-hmm. consumer packaged goods food space. And just everywhere I went, I would talk about that and make sure that I was letting people know, don't just think that the only way to be a, a successful investor is through tech. Food is like number three on um the item that most Americans spend money on, their housing is first, their transportation is second, and food is third. Mm-hmm. Tech is not even in the top 10. Mm-hmm. But everybody feels like you have to invest in tech. Well, I think that tech is, when thought of right, I think, in my opinion, again, uh, I think it's the infrastructure for all of that. So the Absolutely. fact that you can make things happen within food or within housing. within And that's not to not tech. Of course, tech yeah. is very, very important, and we need that but not at the expense of food. Yeah, I think you're just, you're bringing to light something that seems very obvious, but it's, it's the fact that we, some people can get, we all can, anybody can get blinded to something that's right in front of them. And it, 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 it's true. I know, I know a couple of uh, strictly food investors and they, both of them have an angle where there's tech involved. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think, uh, yeah, a couple come to mind. I'll, I'll definitely have to introduce you to now that I think about it. Um, okay, so t- how are things? T- I, how are things today? Now, uh, some of this I know, of course, because um, we have been working together. But for the audience and for posterity, I mean, you 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 sell out of some of these these flavors. I sell right? out of everything. So talk my, about it. My problem has never been demand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to turn so many opportunities down because I couldn't, I just can't keep up with demand. We hand batch, we make everything with real food, whole food ingredients, all natural, premium. It's a premium product and it's small batch. 
And so, you know, I get, like we did this, the Country Music Television Awards in 2019. I didn't recruit for them. They found me. Right. And so, um, you know, grocery stores. And so I decided that Soul Pop was an experience brand. And we wanted Soul Pop to be anywhere good memories were created. Mm -hmm. So that meant high-end luxury resorts, uh, sports stadiums, concert venues, you know, those sorts of places. And so we were making moves to be there. I actually started opening stores up in high-end malls. Simon Properties, give a shout out to them. They, um, Soul Pop did another first. Our mall here is, uh, is Barton Creek Square Mall. It was built in 1985. And they had never had a Black-owned store owner in that mall <laughs> since 1985. I don't, I don't, uh, I, you know, I found that I had stayed in Pflugerville, which is right north of Austin. Evil. I had taken, and I found out as I was sitting in it, like I was sort of, yeah, I mentioned Pflugerville because my, my wife at the time was, was my, was my long distance girlfriend and she's German and I was saying Pflugerville and everything. And then I decided to look it up and it, he's a slave, slave owner. <laughs> Pflugerville is a slave. And I was like, ah, ah. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, grew up in Texas. So uh, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, I, I lived in Pflugerville, actually, and my first production facility was I actually right on the border with Pflugerville outside yeah. of Austin. Well, so, so Barton we, Creek and we opened the, so, we opened so the store and we were doing $30,000 a month. Well, and you also had a really cool kind of uh, experience in the store because let's just say it right now. I mean, COVID is what it is today. It, is. it sucks. But this, is gonna, this isn't going to be the way it is all the time. And you're going to be able to come back. So what's that experience like? in that mall store? Well, again, if you're not innovating, why bother? And so one of the things that we implemented was I put 25 of my powders on the wall. Customers can come in and they can customize their own popcorn flavor right there on the spot. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could say, I want a pineapple, I want a popcorn that tastes like pineapple upside down cake. Mm -hmm. We would make it for you. Uh, I want red velvet cake or or I want a, you know, whatever, uh, truffle butter jalapeno. And so as far <laughs> as we know, we're the first popcorn company in the, in the country to offer on the spot customizable flavors. Yeah. Huge hit. Just right out the gate, we were doing 30,000 in receipts a month, just getting started. Um, and again, that's with no outside investing. Mm -hmm. And here's a funny thing for the listeners, because I, I this is important. I want people to understand what is possible when you when you don't let it be a limitation i only had i had less than fifteen thousand dollars to open that store with mm -hmm. and i opened i opened in bart in the in the very exclusive yep. barton creek mall i bought secondhand uh equipment <laughs> i scoured the country looking for all of everything that i would need and we opened that store with less than $15,000. And I know Simon Creek listens, uh, Simon Properties listens to this. They will tell you, they came and told me that my store, they kept getting comments from the customers, that my store was one of the prettiest, um, the, the best appearance. Yeah, in the aesthetically mall. pleasing. Aesthetically pleasing. Nice. And I did it with less than 15000 because even though I was making a lot of money, I was, you know, you got to spend a lot of money to make money. Mm -hmm. And so, because Soul Pop is so expensive to make, um, 
you know, and I, I was starting to take on employees. That money was like, yeah, it's coming in and going out. Yeah. How many uh, bags do you think you, you uh, sell in a, in a year, if you can say? Um, or a so, range, just to give people an understanding of what we're talking about. Okay, so understanding we're not in any stores. All of this is direct sales. Mm-hmm. Um, we do about 100,000, 120,000 now, 120,000 bag, bags a year. About 100, 120,000 bags. Yeah, and that's year. not including our wholesale accounts. That's just direct sales, farmers markets and in our stores. Yeah. That's, that's something else. That's from four years ago in the kitchen. With twenty six dollars uh, worth of ingredients, and a twenty an extra twenty for the gas now. So, yeah, shout out to the gas, gas tank. <laughs> so, what what do you what do you want for Soul Popped in the next four years? What is what is success to you that you can talk about? Well, I do have a vision for Soul Pop. So, Soul Pop is just one of my trade lines. Um. The benefit of having my store was I got to market validate a lot of my other products. So we actually have our own pork rind. We have our own lemonade line. We have a seasoning line. We have uh, our own candied nuts. And so I am building a portfolio of snack foods. Mm -hmm. And you, as you said, uh, how did you describe them uh, being uh, more healthy for you? What was everything, everything is all natural, all unchemicalized. Natural. We don't use any artificial flavors, colors, additives, or preservatives. It just does not exist. We are a clean product. And so that is a, that is a value that Soul Pop will not, will not sacrifice. So the, so the idea is the empire. A snack food empire that is black owned and black led. And then the goal is to use that money to um, build a school of entrepreneurship. I have no desire to run it. I just want to fund it mm -hmm. because I come out of education and I used to be a consultant for Google and Facebook and Silicon Valley. And I would go out there and we would go to Stanford University and I saw their ecosystem of support for entrepreneurship. And I was like, why can't we have this in my communities, mm -hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, we some of the most creative people on the planet, if not yeah. the most. And so what I'd like to do is make enough money that I can fund in Title I schools, some of our, app, app, our most at promise youth and mm -hmm. give them the opportunity to learn how to start a business, fail, get back up and try again, because the risk aversion keeps a lot of a lot of our community out of entrepreneurship because they just can't afford the risk. But if you teach people how to fail, then it's it's easier to learn how to succeed because that fear factor is gone. One way to teach that, I remember what, I mean, this may happen around the country, but I, I remember very specifically at my school in Dallas uh, when I was uh, in, in elementary and then again in junior high, we had something called Enterprise City. I don't know if people had that kind of thing where you go into 
a school setting. It's a separate school, but it, for that day, it has been turned into what real life is supposed. Definitely wasn't real, real life, but you know what I mean. What real life was supposed to be. So it had a, it had its own little bank. It had its own little DJ. It had its own food court and different things. And before you went, we would all be given a role. Now I could spend an hour talking about the. Um, the racism that would abound in that situation when I was a kid uh, because I wanted to be the bank president and I was relegated to a, a teller um, when I was most definitely the most qualified. But I would think, you know, something like that, even for people maybe who are even coming back into the system out of prison, people who are who are maybe have been uh, at home with children for a while coming back at a certain Absolutely. time. That sort of, um, there's a word I'm, I'm straining for, and it's a very basic word, but it's a, you know, um, uh, simulation. That sort of simulation would be um, really interesting in addition to like a, a classroom. Absolutely. Setting. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's my personal mission is to fund those schools, just entrepreneurship programs. And then I also want to um, create an ecosystem for you know, just people in general who, who, like you always say, people who are underestimated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to, to build up the ecosystem for food and uh, beverages because, you know, I want to stay in my lane and I'm CPG food, but there's a lot of innovation going on out there and people just don't get noticed. You know, I didn't have a packaging specialist, so I had to design my own packaging. And I went to the store and I took pictures of all the packages on the shelves and I saw how they place things. And then I designed my own tuxedo bag, that black bag, mm -hmm. that bag wins awards. Yeah. It's a beautiful bag. It's an absolutely gorgeous bag. I want to let people know, cause I know they're dying to know how do people get this? If they're not, if they haven't already found you online while they're listening right now, what's the best website or way to get to you? We are at soulpopped.com, S-O-U-L-P-O-P-P-E-D.com. And right now, because of COVID, we're, we've moved 100% online. And we are working on launching our fundraising platform. And that's really our pivot. We're going to allow people to use Soulpop, some of our exclusive flavors that will only be available through the fundraising platform. To, so that they can use our product to fundraise for their cause. And I want to be very sp specific there because when someone hears that, especially on this website, on this, when someone hears that, especially on this podcast, they hear your fundraising. You're not saying that. You're saying one of the things that Soul Pop is going to be able to offer other people is the ability to use the Soul Popped product and brand mm -hmm. to sell the product in order to raise funds for themselves for some for an organization for this and that church or a school group yeah. or a band or a the church is, is is gonna you know southern church boom you're you're it's and these are some of our this. flavors because we haven't mentioned what makes soul pop so so special Let's do it so our we have seven signature flavors that we've been selling and they're all vegetarian and some are vegan so we have austin smoked barbecue it tastes like brisket it's vegan we have a buttered corn off the cob. We have a, a banana pudding, a Big Mama's fried chicken, which is also vegan. We have a heavenly macaroni and cheese, tastes like oven baked macaroni and cheese. 
we have a sour dill pickle, the real dill sour pickle. And it's actually made with um, local organic dill and it's also vegan. Those are our seven signature flavors. Oh, and I, I forgot chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles, which is really our most original. If you hear about chicken and waffles, popcorn anywhere in America, Soul Pop did it first. Mm -hmm. So you yeah, because somebody somebody is sitting in some city in this in the United States right now and saying, "Well, you know, this is wonderful, but I I have had some, I've had chips that taste like this or that. I've had this or this, but there are, there are this is definitely innovative in many 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 respects. I hope you have um, all sorts of you know copyrights and this is and that. oh we do we're yeah. totally we're we're that's one of the first things I did yeah well, as soon as I learned of, that I needed to do it what sort of um, uh, consulting did you do for the Silicon Valley companies? Well, I come out of education. I was a, I was a diversity and equity advisor. Mm -hmm. And so I worked with the HBCUs. I used to be the chief diversity officer for the state of Texas for all higher ed. Oh, wow. And uh, as part of my job, I oversaw all the HBCUs, the Hispanic serving institutions, the Asian American institutions, all the ethnic institutions reported to my office. And so I used to fly out once a year with the White House initiatives of HBCUs. And I would meet with Sheryl Sandberg and, and with uh, Andreessen Howitz. I've met with them and mm -hmm. uh, Kapoor mm -hmm. um, Institute. And we would talk about how to diversify Silicon Valley with engineers from HBCUs and other mm -hmm. ethnically diverse institutions. Well, I, um, as we as we close out, I know that um, th you know there are certain um, rule, rules and regulations around fundraising uh, publicly. So while you can't sit here and, and talk about it, I do want to ask you for anybody who listens. We have a lot of investors of different stripes who listen to this podcast almost religiously. Do you are you taking on investment? Um, and that you can just say yes or no, because I don't know there's some rules and regulations around talking about it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And here's something that I think is important. So we like to say that Soul Pop was made, was created in a kitchen by a cook and not in a lab by a chemist. Yes. And so yes. while people yes. might say, well, you know, I've had, I've had chicken and waffles this or banana pudding that, we don't use chemicals. We are not lab created. So when you eat soul pop, you forget you're eating popcorn and you, you feel like your mind is actually convinced you're eating the food. You're like a, you're like a, a, a new day Willy Wonka. That's what I'm told. Yeah. That's what they tell me. Yes. Let me ask you this too. Um, it's, I, if, if it's not okay, you can tell me to cut this part. Is it okay to say that I'm, I'm an advisor at your company? Oh, I'd love to say that. That's, yeah. that's, that's a badge of honor for me. What are you talking <laughs> so about? I've, just, I've started advising you more officially since we've been knowing each other for so long. Um, well, Can I just say this real quick? Arlen, and I know I'm on your show, but I don't say things I don't mean. Okay. I mean this. You are one of the most amazing people. And I, I have literally traveled the world. You are one of the most amazing, generous thoughtful people I have ever met. Thank you. And, and I say that because I mean it. 
appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And okay. <laughs> I'm I know this is, it's hard to, you know, I'm sure didn't mean to make you blush. No, I appreciate but, it though, because that's what I, I hope to put out into the world. I hope people, because I, I know some people think I'm disingenuous or I'm trying to be something I'm not, but it's really what you see is what you get. That's how I feel. Sometimes I'm mean, sometimes I'm you not. You are the real McCoy. <laughs> you are you. the real McCoy. And, and, and I'm so, telling you, you're a special person. You said that, and people are going to think that I'm doing this because you said that, but I was, oh, no. I was okay, getting right, cut this part. I was going to get right to something. Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm taking this from Jason Calacanis. He did this once. I want to, on air, in front of everybody, offer you $100,000 investment. <laughs> well, she, you're silently screaming <laughs> on the video here. I'd like to offer you a $100,000 investment. We can talk about the terms offline. Uh, you don't have to say yes or no today. I just want you to know that I'm offering you that out of my uh, Arlen Was Here Investments vehicle. And uh, it'd be an honor if you let me. <laughs> you, got, you know, this is audio. You got to say something. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? It's not that often people shut me up, but Arlen, I, I just, I don't know. For somebody who's making a difference in the world, if you wanted to do that, one, you've already done it. But I can tell you something, you're going to be betting on a winner. Oh, I know it. I know that's for sure. And I know that I'm going to get a couple of phone calls uh, after this airs for people wanting to join me. And again, we can't talk about too much online here, but um, yeah, I, I believe in this. I believe in this product. I believe in this company. I believe in you. Yeah. I know this is just the beginning. I already, I already see you with the, with the, with the, the, the the yacht or the boat or whatever the plane whatever is your vibe mine is a is a pimped out tour bus you know whatever your vibe is I see you doing that and I see you accomplishing the things that you want to and beyond and I will be as helpful as I can even if you don't take my capital but uh, but yeah I just think it's a very it's just a smart business move there's no doubt about that to me in my opinion it's a smart I appreciate business. that my vibe is reaching back and bringing as many people along with me as possible. Okay. That's my vibe. Then we're going to get along swimmingly. <laughs> I'm too old for all that flash. I'm through that stage. So are you, are you saying that you will consider it and you'll let me know? I will. Yes, ma'am. I will consider it and I will let you know. I'm going to play hard to get and then I'm, I'm just letting you know. I'm catchable, <laughs> Arlen. I'm very catchable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk about details. Right. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done this on this podcast or any wow. other podcast I've been on. Um, and it's the, it's the highest amount I've done on the spot, but it's something I have been thinking about. So that's what it is. Soul popped. Y'all need, need to jump on. I know half of y'all have already ordered because when you were listing off those last flavors, I was like, I don't know what would happen if I got up and left. Right. <laughs> What's I'm your favorite, Arlen? You've had soap pop. What's your I have favorite? had soap pop. It tastes just like what, what you say it tastes like. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of flavors. And it has been, though, it has been a while. And I want to get, I have a, a, a room in my home where I'm turning it into like a little uh, video room. So I want to get the little popcorn machine. And then I want to have your popcorn lined up in addition to that. You know, Arlen, for you, I would make a, I would create a special flavor. We, and you could pick the name of it and we can call it whatever you want to call it what? as long as it's soul food inspired because yes. I stayed in my lane oh my goodness 
Yeah, we can create a you know, The only thing I can, I know how to make the only, not, not just in soul food, but the only thing I know how to cook. Well, I say there's two. One is an omelet. I can cook an omelet. The other is a sweet potato pie for whatever reason. Yep. We actually have a sweet potato pie. Yeah, sweet potato pie. Okay. Here. That's going to be part of the fundraising platform. Oh, you can just call that, um, you can just say. Arlen sweet potato pie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. That's that's or lemon meringue. That's my aunt Clotilde. She made lemon meringue every time there's a holiday. We drive to Mississippi from Texas. We eat the lemon meringue. I can make that. Yes, that, that would be, be that would be yeah, real yeah. tangy and interesting. Mm -hmm. I could make that. We could we play sweet around with, with the, some flavors, like a sweet sort of chaser. I love getting in the in the research and development mode. And yes, experimenting yes. with new flavors and. Yes. You know, is there anything, the last thing you'd like to say to the, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off so no, much. No, I was just saying, popcorn is just a natural flavor vehicle, that's all. It sure is. Um, is there any last thing you'd like to say to the audience before we close out? We are reaching the end of our conversation. I just, you know, I would like to say that this is still America. We have our challenges, but hard work does matter. Discipline does matter. And doing something that's authentic to you and that comes from your soul matters. And God gives us all a challenge and a skill and a talent that we can use and just keep pushing forward. For people that don't have a lot, you could be rich in other ways and just figure out what, how you can use that to get what you need. Do it legally, but use what you got to get what you need. I don't know a better way to end this. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. I hope that it gets you a lot more people who know about Soul Popped and we'll continue our conversation offline. Thank you, Arlen.